0: What's his music without a concept?
1: Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 279, Charles number one podcast recording in the basement, and it is on a Tuesday, Jeeves is struggling, Duvall's got guinea pigs on his shoulder from a couple nights ago, so we'll start with Duvall, we were off last week, I had to work every single night last week, so just figured we'd take the week off trying to, instead of trying to squeeze a, a podcast in with a crazy... Crazy ending to a Super Bowl, but we can touch on a little bit of that. But Duvall, man, it's been a while. How, how you been?
2: I'm doing pretty good, man. I, I can't complain, man. Uh, we we are, It's a short week for me, so um, with the holiday and whatnot yesterday, Uh been pretty good, man. Glad to be back. I know we had a little week off, so, you know, I had a little hiatus, so I had the opportunity to kind of just, you know, hang and kind of just be prepared for this week. But if you're looking for me, just Duvall on Instagram, Rod Burst Duvall on Twitter.
1: All right, and Jeeves, the sinuses have attacked him. The allergies have gotten him over at a Sweet Things house. I thought he was kicked out to the curb. I thought he was outside an apartment, locked out or something. The way he was sitting, I was like, "Yo, what happened?" But just in his girl's apartment. Jeeves, man, how you doing?
2: I'm doing good. Like you said, the allergies got me. Took pill. Took the allergy pill today, and it said I'm
0: not working today.
2: <laughs>
0: I blow my nose blowing my nose all day. Doing good. Just ready for this weekend, for this concert that we got coming up on Saturday. Uh, but if you're looking for me, it's Jeeves1988 all across the board on Twitter and Instagram.
1: All right, and as for me, j Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook. And then you can find our podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. So like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. And then our YouTube, They See Me Rolling, where we've got our brew reviews. Our watch party videos, reaction videos, our beerio carts, all that good stuff. So subscribe to that. Hey, we have we've now made fifteen dollars. So that's one case of beer for the, uh, for the for the beerio carts. We've made fifteen dollars. We yeah. just hit the thousand mark a couple weeks ago. So pretty cool to see how that's going to go. And just watch that. And we'll have uh, reaction videos coming up, obviously for the NFL draft and maybe a Hornets playoff game here and there. So yes, and we'll get it going we as well. And then.
0: When were you notified that you, made, that, we, that you made $15? It has
1: a little counter on your YouTube page, like in your uh, settings. It can kind of show you where your uh, estimated revenue is. So it was kind of oh, cool okay. to, to see that there. But, yeah. And then a quick shout-out since we missed last week at the Super Bowl. Uh, congrats to Eddie Hutto for winning our Pick'em League. So I got to get him his trophy, get him the, uh, the T-shirt and all that stuff, and we'll take pictures. Hopefully I can get with him this weekend and get him all that and then touch on that. We will have – March Madness coming up, the next competition for people. Obviously, always free to join. Winner gets a little trophy and a little in a T-shirt, and then our Survivor fantasy game as well. So, all right, let's get to our guest this evening on two two twenty two. A guy who we've known, or at least me and Duvall have known. Well, Duvall, we you didn't go to Bradley, but I I went to Bradley. Jeeves was still in Jesus <laughs> yeah, G, was still in uh California middle school, but I met. I met Bryant here back in Bradley, and then obviously through high school, and then we both went to UNCG for a little bit. I hung with him first semester a good little bit, and then when I joined the fraternity, I kind of went my way, He was his way. No hard feelings or nothing, just two different paths and ventures, but I always remember kicking it with him. As Duvall said before, we got on the guy who was always riding a scooter and also makes beats. So, Bryant, (laughs) man, how you doing?
0: Good, man. Good. Great. Great, actually. Feeling young.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so yeah, so so tell everybody who, who, who may be listening, if they don't know who you are, just a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm literally going to be probably the most unforgettable person you'll hear for a minute. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I grew up out here, uh, Charlotte suburbs in Huntersville. Uh, here's a fun fact. My dad was a part of the first company to sell domain names. Oh. Like GoDaddy.com. dot com, and that was a black owned business. Okay. So black people created like the gateway to the internet, like the dot com dot gov, all that.
1: Nice, so nice.
0: So I grew up uh, on computers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I had a computer at like four playing Mega Man on DOS with the floppy disk. Yeah. You know what an A drive oh, wow. is?
1: Yeah.
0: Dating myself. Yeah. I'm only thirty two, but you know. <laughs> 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 right. So you know, grew up on computers, tech, all that stuff. Like. Like my man's was talking about in middle school, I uh, got a scooter for Christmas. 2000 scooter craze goes crazy. Everybody has one with the willy bar with the light up wheels. You know what I mean? And I start doing tricks and stuff on them. They're in the 50 Cent G Unit gangster rap tall T era. were
3: yeah. wearing skateboard clothes.
0: Did you see how that turned out for me? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, me being a, a techie nerdy guy, you know, I had this video clip. I always had video. I had a video camera back before they had phones and all that type of stuff. You had to have like a whole, you know, like bomb kit basically to connect the yeah. like a, <laughs> a camera to, to a computer. But uh, I started doing scooter tricks and I, I kind of became a part of the scooter community. And uh, if you type in Brian Walker Scooter Flip on YouTube, it has 100,000 views from when I was like 14. You <laughs> know, I went viral. <laughs> For a scooter in, yeah. and no one knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, yo, what's YouTube? What yeah. is that thing? Yeah. You know? And, um, you know, kind of fast forward now, you know, we had went to Hopewell High School. Uh, at Bradley, I won CO2 car racing. Yeah. Uh, Nationals, little nerd fact there. You know what I'm saying? Found out uh, from Brittany Privet, I got a trophy in there, still in the school. I was like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, graduated home well, like like my man was talking about with UNCG, became Scooter Kid there. Obviously, it's easy for me to stick out if I'm hiding in Scooter and I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, you know, kind of made a name for that. And I also started producing music in high school. So I went by the name Concept Beats. And, uh, you know, I had like over a million song plays, 10 million uh, or ten ten million people play my music, a million people visit my website, and again signing Universal Records at twenty two, my senior year of college, while I was living in the hood before the hood, in one of those little community college dorms. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't community college, but it was like everybody from the college lived in that community.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And um, you know, um, produce stuff for like Bryson Tiller, Trey songs. um, even recently just played. I actually just produced a song that was in the Super Bowl. Yeah. A commercial with the Charlotte FC Um, uh, here. It's called Momentum. And it was in, I I did that record three years ago. uh, And it got an NBA 2K20, won this competition. And then it was like in the All Star game. And, you know, they made it the official song on TikTok. And, you know, they're like, um, you know, it's just crazy. So, you know, my day to day thing, I do uh, uh, like marketing. So I do digital um, video advertising. So I do like Facebook ads, YouTube ads taking me back to YouTube. I've been on yeah. there so long.
3: So, <laughs>
0: You know, I started doing commercials for brands. That's why you see the camera back there for brands like Goodwill, you know, um, did like Super Bowl fashion shows and stuff like that. But I kind of honed in on uh, businesses. So, you know, one of the highlights of that is I got to film Oprah when she came to Charlotte.
1: Okay.
0: Um, one of my co- clients is uh, the United Negro College Fund. And they they have this like annual mayor's match ball where like the mayor and all these people come and. You know, they also had this fall event called the My Angelo Women Who Lead and Oprah was like my Angelo's mentee, so she's like, All right, I'll come. I'm like, what are the odds nah. that I get to meet Oprah? <laughs> and so, you know, I got paid to meet Oprah. So that's how <laughs> that's how I say admin. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that was really cool to see and you know, now uh I live in Cornelius, you know, right outside of Charlotte, so I'm still in the lake area, you know. Um, and uh you know, basically, I just do the marketing stuff, and then I do the music at night. You know what I mean? And I scooter on the weekends.
1: Nice. Nice. Now, take us back. Like, you kind of gave us a quick jump into the scooter, and you got it for Christmas, and then you started. What was it that drew you to wanting to jump? I mean, like I said, I had, me and my brother each had one, and then you fought out a couple of times, and you're like, all right, I'm just riding this down the hill. I don't need to do nothing else with it. But you kept going with it. What was that just desire to keep it going?
3: Yeah, for
0: me, the desire to keep it going is is so, like, it's so mom. It's so mom. <laughs> so <laughs> my mom had never seen any action sports for scootering. Okay. She's seen skateboarders. She's seen rollerblades. She's seen BMX. She's like, you're not going to do none of that. And she knew I was a risk taker. And then I was like, I saw a commercial one day for Razor Scooters, and I saw this dude hit this little ramp, and I was like, oh, you can do that on those? My mom don't know about that. I'm going to do this. And so um i went to it was like the food line on like 23 in huntersville yeah and there was this hot wheels uh scooter vhs if you google like hot wheels scooter tricks yeah it was like literally motocross riders teaching scooter tricks this is like <laughs> how much of a cash grab this vhs was Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but i got it and i was like oh shoot you can go to the skate park and back in the day they had a skate park in Cornelius. okay uh, called hang loose extreme sports yeah i remember that yeah so if you use uh, um i think it's like archive.org you'd be taking snapshots of all the websites if you type in hang loose extreme sports it'll yeah. pull up the old school 2001 website okay so like tony hawk had come to it yeah tony hawk iconic skate park tour dave mirror had come to it you know i was playing those games when i was a kid dave mirror freestyle BMX. makes tony hawk yeah uh, i used to go to the skate park and you know i met this dude who was signed to team razor yeah he was at the skate park, and he was doing crazy tricks. He lived in Matthews. His name's Matt Pate.
1: Yeah.
0: And once I saw him, I was like, well, shoot, this is a sport. <laughs> 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 I got somebody to compete against now. So yeah. if he's Jordan, I'll try to be Kobe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And so that's what it was. And you just kept hitting it and more. Yeah, I just kept
0: it. And, and the cool thing, I guess, with scootering is, like, you know, you can make your own tricks. So the only tricks everybody knew was, like, tail whip. Like, do a tail whip. You yeah. know, the skateboarders always troll me. Like, do tell <laughs> him, right? Do tell <laughs> him, right? And then it's like, you know, I took it and I like scooter flipped it, like flipped it with yeah. no ramp and landed on it. And they would be like, yo, Scooter kid's solid. Like, they backed <laughs> me up afterwards and it was like, yo, he's different. He's all right, right? And then um, I also learned how to kick flip a scooter. Oh, wow. So they would tell me, like, yo, like, they're like, yo, do a kick flip. And I'm like, all right, I can't. And like, I learned how to kick flip my scooter. And so, like, it was just, like, with that scooter flip on flat, I became the first person to do it. Yeah. So, I kind of became, like, I don't know how into Tony Hawk pro skater you are, but there's a rider in there. It's the only black dude, Kareem Campbell. <laughs> I was, like, that for scootering. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. I'll post stuff on my, like, page. My, my page is Suburban Bryant. But it's like, kids will be like, yo, I wasn't even alive yet. Yeah. OG. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I'm OG you now? Okay, I'll take
1: it. <laughs> Duvall, I know you got a question.
0: Yeah, I, as, as one black man to
2: another. And I just want to know, like, I, I guess what was the, I guess the challenges of just being kind of like the only black scooter person. Like, I mean, like, was that something that you had to kind of face? And I guess what's your, from, from a from a challenge perspective, like do you see how much further do you wish you could have went or do you feel like you maximized your potential as far as being
0: uh, a scooter person? Scooter yeah, so, so definitely I was the immediate token black guy. Like yeah. off jump, right? It's like, like, a white kid would see me, like, all right, you're not black. I was the Oreo kid, yeah. right? Black and then I was <laughs> like, that? right? And I was like, you know, white people are like, yo, like, is this disrespect to white
3: people? Like,
0: white people don't. Like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 you know
0: what I mean? You know, was like, you know, um, but to me, it actually built my confidence up. Because it's like, everybody says they don't care. And it's like, prove it. Ride this. <laughs> you know, you're finna ride a scooter and try to do tricks. Like, and it taught me just commitment. Like, it was one of the few things in my life that I stuck to. You know, as a kid, you tried so many different things. You'd be into it in and out, in and out. I used to play the viola. I used to, like, um, rollerblade and all that. But it just never stuck. With this, it was like, like, I was like, yo, I can make a lane for myself. Like, that was just something that hit me when I was 12. And I was like, no one was going to stop me. I had my anti-skip CD player (laughs) with, like, Nas and, like, DMX in there. And I would just be in my driveway. And it's like if I got a trick, it was mine, and I got I got a really good understanding of like what I was into early. And then going back to do I feel like I pushed it to the limit? Like so in high school, hang was uh, shut down. So the reason why I do so many tricks on flat land without ramps is because I didn't have a skate park. Nah. And a challenge I faced is they didn't allow scooters in skate parks nah. because scooters. The reputation of a scooter rider would be, like, the little kid who's eight who's just literally getting in front of everyone as they drop in. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, bars to chest, like, oh! Oversized bike helmet. Like, they're just like, we're just going to ban all scooters because they're just going to, they call it snaking. They're just going to snake everybody at the skate park. And, you know, I would always have to go in there and be like, yo, look, I'm not one of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yo, you solid. You know what I mean? And it was just like, you know, I could only progress so much. Had I lived in like California or something like that, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But here, you know, I just kind of found my bread and butter with my flatland tricks. You know what I'm saying? And I just mastered that. That's why, even at at, at UNCG when I was doing scooter tricks, I was like, my best tricks I could do without a ramp. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, my thing is as long as I can do my signature trick. I don't like they have in video games, <laughs> yeah, which is the scooter flip. Like, I'm good, so I didn't want to break my neck. I'm yeah. very, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, cool. which, which brings me to my next question. Obviously, we're all getting older, so it's a little bit yeah. tougher, you know. We're still young in perspective, 30 30s, but still, when you're doing physical stuff, we feel a little bit longer, you know. <laughs> what has it been like? You've got two kids now, right? You've yeah. got a wife, so now you got more people concerned about you per injuries and counting on you. We always joke, you know. Duvall partially a tourist Achilles a couple of years ago, and I would see people going into work myself with broken legs or arms. Like, what they do? Oh, they was playing flag football. And I always said, "Look, I can't go into work and use my sick time with a broke leg. Like, I just, and I don't want to. I don't want to crutch around work. No one wanted to crutch around in high school or middle school. I hate doing it at work, and I don't want to burn sick anyway." Plus, I got, like you said, same thing, wife and kids counting on me. So where does that kind of play into you now where, obviously, you still have a hobby and you enjoy and love doing it, but you don't want to break your neck or break your arm because your arm, you got to run a camera. You got to run some beats there, so...
0: Right. So, what happened with that situation is, like, actually, if you see this, I actually broke my arm. Okay. Uh, like, oh, damn. Not because of scootering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Right. This came because I was running out during a really hard rain in flip-flops with Panda Express trying to get it to the apartment complex. Man. Got too wet. And I just missed the whole ground and straight elbow. Oh. So... You know, I was like with scootering, I'm like, bro, what I've never broken a bone scooter. Okay. It's always BS, like flip flops and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what
1: I'm like,
0: yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm actually safer on my scooter yeah. because like I'm like, I know this is dangerous.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know, but with my scooter, I don't jump off stuff no more. Okay. That's all pure, like, that's all clout. Yeah. That's all, like, <laughs> that's pure clout. And then you look at it when I'm older, I'm like, bro, why would you jump down? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't love yourself like that, bro. Like, that's what that looks like at this age. <laughs> like, when you're young, it's like you're young and fresh, but it's like, bro, are you you
3: good, bro? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. So I just, I go to the park. You know what I mean. Plus, my daughter watches me; she might get into it. I'm like, now I'm thinking like a dad, like, yeah. (laughs) So let's just race, yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that type of thing. So it's more cruising, chill, doing all the tricks that's just in my back pocket that I've done a million times. Yeah. You know, more technical stuff than like, no, no big ramps. You know what I'm saying? It's, It's that energy.
1: Okay. What was? What do you think was your hardest trick that you ever had to master?
0: Artist. definitely the manual so I, manuals like when you do a willy yeah and then i did a kickflip out
1: oh wow okay
0: <laughs> like, so i took the scooter and kick flip it like not like a tell like literally kick flip it and i tried that trick shout out to my boy ron angle because <laughs> you know someone has to film these tricks
3: yeah right yeah. so you just yeah. see the
0: oh, all these falls. like there's someone out there like with you like not getting no love, just yeah. watching you, <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, next, nah. <laughs> uh, 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 right? That trick probably took me, like, I don't know, 60, 70 tries every day after school, just, like, almost there, going through your depression, getting <laughs> it back, you know, like, landing on it and falling off, but, like, that trick, I was like, yo, if I land that trick, I'm like, the goat.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and, Being able to go to a skateboarder and be like, yo, I can literally do one of your tricks on my scooter. (laughs) Yeah. That was like the staple. You know what I mean? Like, I I always worked hard on like a trick that was just like, nobody ever seen it. And then it's just also like, that's possible. It's definitely the manual to kick with.
1: How many times have you banged your ankles on the scooter?
0: Man, that's such a common question. Like, yeah. Less than 10, bro. Really? Really? Oh, man. I feel
1: like that was the ultimate steam <laughs> slash prank with like your brother or something is to just take that thing and spin it around and smack it in their ankles and just be like, God, that hurt. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, like, with doing this, the scooters and tail whips, like when I tail whip, like, the say this is the deck at the bottom, like my feet are up here. Okay. While it's living in the bottom. You know what I mean? So okay. it's like, it's almost like subconscious now. But I'm always thinking about my limbs. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like you can't see it in real time, but I'm like, like when I first started riding, that's when you hit your ankles. Yeah. Because you don't have no, it's almost like you first drive a car and you're just loose with it. You're not using your mirrors. You just, you know, rando commando. But after you get nice with it, it's just kind of like, all right, cool. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now to cruise into your next, you know, obviously making the beats, where did that stem from?
0: So making beats, I started making beats with this thing called Hip Hop EJ Six, where it was just a whole bunch of like low quality fake Jay Z beats <laughs> <laughs> that you load in this thing. I got like a CD from like Best Buy or Circuit City. Rest in peace, Circuit
1: City. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, and you load it in, and it just it just has like and it would have like pianos. And I'm like, Yo, I'm Dr. Dre. I'm like, Take those, those like 15 or 16 and you know you're playing them for people and they're like yeah bro yeah it's okay you <laughs> know like yo i gotta i gotta find something different because you know i was listening to the radio and i was like you know you hear little john or you hear like whatever's on the radio i'm like bro come on it's like three notes yeah like i could do this like <laughs> <laughs> and you know music was going digital yeah you know because back in the day you had to have hardware so my mm-hmm. boy brian gandy who went to uh hope Shout out to him. He gave me this copy of Fruity Loops Four. Mm-hmm. Fruity Loops is on Fruity Loops Twenty now. Like yeah. FL 20 now. So he gave me a Fruity Loops Four, and I was like, "Bro, this is crazy looking. Like, this is like some like flight simulator dashboard. Like, you make beats with this." <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, bro. Like, they made Crime Mob Nuk if you buck with this." I was like, "What? That's crazy." <laughs> so he shows me the sounds. He he gave me a basic overview of like how to do drums, how to play melodies, how to export it, and then. Once I got that, I was on the Internet looking for drum samples, you know, downloading sounds. And like I started making beats and I was like, yo, I made a couple and I played them and people are like, you made this. And that's when I was like, yo, I could do this. When somebody hits you with the you made this. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no. Like, I remember, this is funny, you'll, you'll, you'll know this. Like, I used to ride the bus with Brittany school. She lived, like, across the street in another neighborhood. I remember, I was like, yo, check out these videos. She was like, nah, I'm not going to listen to these. Because <laughs> I know they was not there yet. And I was yeah. like, that feeling of, like, you, play, you ever play something or you create something, and then you only realize it is trash as soon as they start, like, engaging with it or yo this cake is fire and then they you'd be like it's actually trash oh my yeah. god I just yeah. you know what I mean so that energy of like I'm gonna just get better so I just you know I used to use YouTube and just do stuff I used to use this website called warbeats.com I go on beat battles like I'm a very like if I'm gonna do it just like scootering I'm gonna be in it yeah I'm gonna learn all this stuff that nobody wants to do because that's usually the hardest part I kind of view it like this like I give myself a rule I'm a, I'm gonna I'm go in for nine months when I start a new, new hobby. Because that's how long it takes to make a baby.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like. I was like yo. If I can go nine months. I'm probably going to get to the point where I'm at least like kind of dope looking. You yeah. know what I'm saying. Like a kid looks fully functional. Like you see a baby in the first week. That's most people's skills with something. Yeah. Be like that? Little baby? You know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I was like if I can make it nine months. And if I'm sounding solid by nine months. You know I'm going to keep going. And I, I kept going.
1: Yeah, I remember sitting in your your dorm room back freshman year, and you'd be we'd be playing like wee bowling or whatever, and then you'd also be making beats and stuff while you were sitting there, and you'd be like, "Yeah, I just dropped this one, sold this to so and so for a couple couple grand or whatever it was, and all that stuff." It just it was, it was always you know surprising to see you doing multiple things that early on, you know, in in college career. So it's been cool to watch and you it's kinda... kind of go ahead, Duval. Yeah, and to kind of just add to that and,
2: and I guess my, my next question. And I, I remember back in the day you would send me Facebook messages telling me, Hey, listen to this or listen to that and, <laughs> Yeah. So and, and, and I'm just I'm just glad that you've been able to stick with it. And I mean like like I mean that grind that that that, that late nights, early mornings of really trying to get everything to, to sound how you want it to sound and whatnot. And for everybody that you're playing it for, for them to be bobbing their head like, yeah, this is fire, you know, it's, it's something big, but can you speak to, like, I guess your biggest, I guess, that first, well, two things, so, like, the first beat that you put together and, like, you were like, yeah, this shit is it, like, like I know I'm really good <laughs> at this shit, like, because, you know, like, like cause, I mean, you could be doing something for a long time, and you're like, oh, you know, you're, Friends might say this, or somebody might say that, but do you remember that beat? That, like, it may not have been a specific person, but like, you, when you walked away, you were like, Yeah, I did that shit. Like, and I'm yeah, really bro,
0: good at it. I'll tell you exactly. So, you know, going, I got to bring up the internet. There's this website called soundclick.com. That's where I put all my beats, and I sell beats. I lease beats to artists for like 25, 30 bucks. And then I would sell them outright for like 500. Meaning like I can't sell it to nobody else, but if you like blow up with it, I own half the record. So how the song works is like they write, they write the song, they get half the record, and then I produce it, I get the other half. And so how I kind of measured my success is like how many downloads did I get on my website. And then I would go based off of how many MySpace plays
3: (laughs) (laughs) I got on my
0: MySpace page. So if I was I would go find people, so I would name a beat, like I had this beat. It was called uh, Rockstar, right? It was called Rockstar. And this dude, I'm thinking, I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it might have been Gavin and yeah, he, like, uh, he was like, man, you can't make no beats, man. <laughs> like, was on A-list semester. Like, man, I, I can make any type of beat. And this dude named Jamar Flowers. like, I can mean, make anything, bro. And I was like, part, remember Party Like a Rockstar? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I made this beat called Rockstar. I said, man, give me, like, 20 minutes. I said, went in there, cooked it up. I found these guitar sounds. I was like, my keyboard from my dad's office, sent it back. They was like,
3: whoo, this is hard, right?
0: (laughs) So I uploaded it, put my tag, what is music without a concept? And bro, like a week or two later, I'm seeing all these dudes use it on MySpace, right? Because I used to look up produced by concept, like a little search engine. And I'm concept with a case. It was real easy to find stuff. And then on my SoundClick page, I'd be like, yo, I got 50 downloads. Yeah. I was like, yo, we up. Like, everybody. So what I used to do is I was like, I I was like, that's how I even got into, like, figuring out, like, there's a rhyme and rhythm. I would just be like, whatever is hot, I would make a version of it. So if Rockstar Beats was hot, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to be on Rockstar Beats. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, if it was like, you know, Carter Three came out, all them beats, Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to make a whole Carter Three type beat. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Project. But that was the first beat that went crazy, and there was actually a second one called uh, "That Bump." It was, uh, or uh, and I'm actually made that when I was a freshman. That was the second like big record I had. I felt like almost like a mini label, right? It's like yo, <laughs> this beat—that's the one kid, you know. But it's <laughs> <laughs> and uh, y'all remember Young Jock?
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Nitty, oh, like, yeah it's going down. Like the dude who produced it, it's going down. He hit me up off of that beat. He was trying to sign me when I was 18. He was like, yo, this beats everywhere. We hear it at the club. I'm like, I'm at the club? I'm like, yo, this crazy. I'm going up in Atlanta. I'm like, yo, I'm in Greensboro right now. This yeah. is crazy. And, uh, you know, he tried to sign me, you know, but I was like, this wasn't the right situation at the time. But I was just like, yo, the fact that, you know, something I made on my laptop yeah, <laughs> is like in people in other spaces. This is like, you know, this is before social media is the way it is. Yeah. You know, so it's just you know that was kind of my gauge to see what was popping, and I just kind of followed that. Uh,
1: so then you go, you finish up college, you're you're multitasking basically. Mm-hmm. Why not just stick with making the beats? Why do you start getting into other projects?
0: That's a great question. So then here comes adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so in college, I was probably making like one to two Gs a month selling beats. Yeah. Right. So I had this little AOL instant messenger before chatbots on my page. So I hit up somebody. I had my little phone, my little razor. <laughs> I'm like, yo, they'd be like, yo, can I buy a beat? I'm like, yeah, bro, I got you. Da 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 You can buy it for fifty. Right. So I'm just selling beats. And you know, I told you, I get to a certain pe- space. So my senior year, you know, I'm not like brokest because you know, it's also after like 2000 seven and yeah you, we're still in the recession
1: yeah
0: i'm making a bro i was like it was like 380 and eighty dollar rent and my beats is just covering rent <laughs> 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 and i'm trying to finish college you know and i'm eating ramen and all that and i get this publishing deal so basically what a publishing deal is is like you know it's almost like getting signed but for, for music producers and this dude they a lot of times people will write to my music at labels and stuff and so i ended up getting signed to a publishing deal for like 40k and I only got twenty five k, right? Oh. I got a contract that's like that dick Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like broke. Yeah. Three like, eighty. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll take whatever. Yeah.
0: And so I was like, and it's Universal Records. I'm like, I'm twenty. I'm like, I'm twenty two. I get in. Yeah. Do my thing. This is my rookie contract. It's trash. Yeah. I'll take my Scotty Pippen deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Get in here and do my thing, and it was the wrong situation. Okay, so I get signed, and they got me. I'm thinking I'm be working with Two Chains, Big Sean. Like I make rap top forty type beats. Yeah, what like, your discography? Now I get, I get signed. They got me working with like Joe, the R and B singer, Cisco. Like song song Cisco. Yeah. Like yo, we gonna bring him back. I'm like, bro, that's a that's a large task. Like, <laughs> you know, they got me, all and I'm like, I'm in the wrong department. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I had to take my music off the internet for, like, four years. Oh, agreement. Because, like, well, you're signed and you're going to devalue. And this is before streaming. Yeah. Right? This is album sales. So it's just, like... And it was right at the time where the internet blew up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where you had done all that. <laughs> so I'm like... Oh, great. You know? So now I'm, like, I'm in the wrong division. You know? And this is what made me realize, like, music is just like every other industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you... You like the placements, like when you do music, <clears throat> um, you know, is very similar to like getting a job like the, the, the songs are like resumes <laughs> and the actual like album placements are like the job opportunities. OK. Right. So the label is like career builder. <laughs> <laughs> or indeed. Yeah. And so you're just making all these good things to fit like somebody's album. And you got to you got to hit so many placements to fulfill your contract okay or you owe the money because it's a loan oh wow it's not it's not like it's, an, it's a it's basically a bank wow <laughs> so it's like i'm gonna give you a, an advance that's what they call them advances. i'm gonna give you an advance on this money yeah so you can go get a studio do what you need to do i'm gonna give you an advance almost like so you can build what you need to build yeah and then i need 10 placements within this amount of time and if you hit this it's like just like like sports contracts. Yeah. If you get ten placements in this time, we're gonna give you a bonus, and you're gonna unlock this. And then, but it has to be things that you 100% produced. Oh wow. So if I collab with like Duvall, that don't count as a full placement. It counts oh, wow. as a half of it.
3: Okay. <laughs> oh damn. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> right. So you get in the game, and it's like there's no like rule book on this. You're not going to be like, yeah, <laughs> you're <laughs> gonna be like, yeah, Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> know what I mean? It's just kind of like bags. You know, yeah. you just see, it's like, I'm going to get a bag. This is what it is. But this way, you hear artists talk about like, yo, I signed that. I just got out. I signed that. I just got out. Yeah. So with me, I had to go into corporate America. You know, I yeah. graduated college and it took me a year to find a job. And I ended up getting laid off from a mortgage loan officer job. Cause still in recession. I was a weekend. I'm like, yeah, I got a career path. And yeah. then it was like, yeah, we're well, laying everybody off. Yeah. And then the next day, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. Damn. the next day, um, I had applied for another job and I was like, yeah, I don't need this job anymore. I got a new job. I'm going to be a mortgage loan officer. It was like a call center rep yeah. to do like annual enrollment benefits for like $12 an hour on IBM drive and university. Yeah. So I was like, and then I was like, I just got a job. I'm going to be a mortgage loan officer. Thank you for the opportunity. And then the next thing you know, they're like, well, you're laid off. And so I just showed up to the job the next day because <laughs> I just put money down on an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, somebody could to pay me. So I show up there and I'm like in there, it's like a hundred people, and then they're like, Brian Walker, and I was like, Oh, yeah. And they're like, I bet like, why is this dude so hype about you know what I mean? This job. This is three month contract. And so I just kind of did music on the side, you know what I mean? Because I had to work through trying to get on people's albums and all that type of stuff. And I was just like, bro, I just need something consistent because the music industry is also super slow with payouts. Okay. And it's like quarterly. Right. And if you don't set up everything right, you don't get paid. Okay, you get what I'm saying? So you got to understand like all your numbers and all that. So, you know, it's just like my first dose of like, oh, this is the game.
1: Right. (laughs) chalk chalk this one to the game. And everybody makes it seem so much easier than what it is. And you had that real life experience of just like, oh, it's not as easy as so and so hitting gold right off the jump where you kind of had to grind a little bit more.
0: Right. I think it was actually good that I actually went through that yeah. because, <clears throat> you know, even in my SoundClick days, eighteen, nineteen, my dad worked in L.A. And during win- like those winter breaks during college, uh, I would go to L.A. with my mom. He, he'd have us come out there because he used to go back and forth every other week with his job. And, you know, I was working with other producers I met on the Internet. Yeah. So that's how I met my mentor, uh, Epping and stuff like that. And we were working on stuff. I'm in Paramount Studios. I'm seeing Ray Charles Platts. You know, uh, Frank Ocean was actually in the studio one time. He didn't even okay. go by Frank Ocean at the time. His name was Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Who's Lonnie. And I was like, "That's your real name? Yeah. I was in the studio with Frank Ocean. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Damn, why did I get this going yeah. Like, you know, was, <laughs> they had us working on records for Plies and Flow Rider. You know, I'm doing remixes. I'm just, I'm just trying to do my thing. Every, if you, just, you start learning all the politics, yeah. And I was like, "Yo, we love this beat." And it's like, "Well, if you love it." Come on. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, but you're not signed to my company. Ah. So we don't get that much money because the publishing company gets half of your money. Achoo. So it went from me, like, if me and you did a song, it would be like, you get half, I get half. But yeah. then now the publishing company gets half of my half. So now I got 25. Then my manager gets <laughs> yeah. 20% of my half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you left with shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I'm like, uh, where's the beef?
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: where's the where's the bread? You know. So,
2: so now, because you not only are currently in this industry, but you you got a lot of experience in it. So when you look at a lot of the artists now, um, and I know like there's you know you'll see like small like snippets of people speaking on it. So a lot of what you see with a lot of the newer celebrities isn't really them. So like the money and all that type of stuff. Is that what you're saying? Like they got an advance, so like they're good right now, but there might not be a situation
0: where they're still good three, four, or five years from now
2: because they might still be in
0: that contract. Yeah, so I say it's like two buckets of artists. So you got artists who's like independent and understand that they are about to get an advance. So it's the music business, you know what I'm saying? And even though I got a business okay. degree and all that, I wasn't thinking. You know, it's like you're. I was so focused on the music that I was like, "Yo, the business will come." Yeah. Just no. like when you get a job, you gotta sign a contract to work at Taco Bell.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: It's still business. You gotta show up on time, you gotta put in the work. It's it's not you just make it, right? It's almost like when you make it to the NBA, that's not championships. Yeah. You about to you about to die <laughs> for yeah. the next three years. You know what I mean? Put up your points, prove yourself. So a lot of artists, you know, if you just you see a lot of artists who just got really huge social media followings especially now, bro, the industry is way better now to me because of streaming, because you can see who's doing well on the back end. Mm. So I can log into Spotify and be like, this dude has 100,000 followers, but then I can see his daily streams. And I'm like, bro, he only gets 100 streams a day. Yeah. Something's off. These must be fake followers. Ah, yeah. Right? So a lot of people are projecting like, yo, I'm good. But it's like, you don't have fans. Yeah. (laughs) And if you don't have fans, you don't make money. So there's artists who... Like get a lot of streams. Like take a dude like luke right? He went to Hope Well. Like yeah. he gets a yeah. lot of streams because he has an audience and a fan base that yeah. love hip hop. So yeah. it's not it's not about just like you back in the day it was like hits. Before that it was ringtones.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah. ringtones.
0: Yeah. Now it's like, bro, if you got people who listen to you while you cook Chinese food at dinner, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's people like that that it's like they'll just have you on loop. Yeah. And you making money because you're a part of their culture. In their vibe so you can have a super hit like drake or you could just be like yo this playlist is what i listen to when i get off of work you know what i mean and they just stream in you and as an artist the artists that are winnings take that and then turn that into like merch turn that into shows they see that yo what's my biggest streaming cities you don't have that with album sales
3: yeah
0: now you can just be like yo all my all the people streaming is like dallas texas uh, Charlotte this. so you played a whole tour off of your streaming numbers <laughs> because you mm-hmm. can find out where your super fans are so now mm-hmm. you can kind of pretty much be a little mini label yourself
1: okay. so, so are you now independent on your own when you're making beats or are you still with Universal oh no
0: no no, no. yeah that was over in 2016 <laughs> okay, that was, I, did my, I did my time I did my biz for <laughs> my four years and I got out, and yeah, I've been independent. Um, and it's also better, too, bro, because what's streaming and just digital media and content and social media has made production a lot better, even as a producer. Because like, like one of my boys, he just makes beats for YouTube. Yeah. And you make money from YouTube revenue. Yeah. If people listen, like he makes a beat every day and posts it in one style of music. And then people check every day and listen to the whole song because they're writing to it. And he makes YouTube revenue. So sometimes he might make like 5k a month, Mm -hmm. 10k just from people literally listening to his music, right? No touring, none of that. That's not even that's not even counting streaming. Yeah. So and then also like how I got the placement with the NBA 2K. There's there's platforms. They're called music libraries. So some of them might be called like Epidemic Sound or Artlist.io or United Masters. That one was through United Masters. They have relationships with all these big um, companies like NBA and all that. And they're like, yo, we need music for commercials. Like that song is played on Momentum, uh, that song Momentum that I produce. Mm -hmm. It gets played on ESPN all the time. You know what I'm saying? Because they licensed it on like, you know, you hear music and games and all that. So like the, I I do a lot of sync licensing now. So basically you can get a placement on a game, on a TV show. You get paid every time, Yeah, which is sweet. And you can do it independently. So I own that song with the other artists and the other uh, producer. So that's like us, like there's no label. Yeah. (laughs) If somebody reaches out to us and we want to go sync it, like the Super Bowl placement, that's another check.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, now I can kind of run it up like, okay, cool. I'm going to submit this many records. I'm going to reach out to these, they call it music supervisors. So those are kind of like the A and R's of sync licensing, but you know, you get in a big movie or you get a big placement. They're like, oh, that's kind of like the billboard. Yeah. You know, so now you can say like, I could do this part time or in the evenings or whatever. Be real focused. Like I'm the sports producer for scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, cause they love like when when we did the 2K thing, we got to go up to New York and I got to meet some of the people with 2K and they're like, Yo, this is dope, and it's not talking about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, this is really like its own sound and. The only difference between sync and like the regular music industry, regular music industry, like the main product is the artist. So you're making music for the artists and then they're touring all the way, all around. Right. Yeah. Uh You make money off of it getting played. That's why Rihanna ain't making no more music. Cause she's making so much money. selling makeup. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) not going nowhere versus sync sync is like, I can have a Netflix placement, NBA placement, ESPN placement, you know what I'm saying? The Super Bowl one, and it's like, one, I did it once.
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because in our, you know, I work at Fox Sports, and when I worked on the production side, there is there's those music libraries you go to, and you use it, and I've used music, and then all of a sudden you look up an ESPN using the same song I use in a, in a highlight that I did, and they're using the same, <laughs> yeah, and they're using the same thing. Or you'll watch a TLC show, and I'm like, oh, I recognize that song. They used it from the music library. And then there's somebody that at our office that has to fill out each, you know, okay, I used it for 30 seconds from this time to this time and this particular highlight, they turn it into, like, what Brian's saying that company, and then that's how they figure out, okay, well, it's going to run this many times at this point, and this is how much money you need to pay us for this particular splice yep. of music. So it's definitely, like you said, it's 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 more behind the scenes, but any way you can get that money without the hassle when you getting, you know, getting your hands tied behind your back at Universal and you're kind of stuck with half of it, at least now you, you're at freedom uh, to, to get everything else. So
3: yeah, yeah,
0: no, it's, it's super dope. And then even if an artist does something crazy like kill someone, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, <What laughs> it's like, like, I got a placement with ESPN. Yeah, bro. I got a yeah. placement with Fox Sports. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's like so. How I don't know what that guy did.
1: So we've heard. <laughs> I remember. Um, what's the the one artist was talking about? She was uh, what's the. The Truth Hurts. Who's that again?
0: Uh, is it Lizzo? Lizzo.
1: She was talking Lizzo. about how her album, she was touring for three years, and it didn't hit, didn't hit, and then it finally hit. So you were saying earlier in the pod how that song you had made that went to the Super Bowl commercial has been, has been out for three years. What's that like knowing you've made it, and then all of a sudden someone's kind of like ringing your doorbell like, hey, we actually like this. I know it's from three years ago, but how does that kind of go in your mind there?
3: It was
0: crazy because that one, I didn't know what it was. and it was a big one, but they didn't. I didn't find out what it was until, like, I'm watching the Super Bowl with my dad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm hearing, like, what is music without a car? I'm like, wait, wait, somebody owe me. I'm like, oh, wait, this is, this is it. I'm like, okay, let me get my phone. This is crazy. And then I'm like, oh, it's for the Charlotte FC. I'm seeing Adidas and the rollout with it, and I'm yeah. like, Yo, they went all Charlotte. So, like, sometimes you actually get to hear it before it drops. Yeah. And sometimes, like, you hear it's just, like, you know how people be like, oh, I didn't even know I made Drake's album until yeah. it dropped.
1: <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? So, so, it's like, that dropped. And earlier before, I got, that same joint got synced with uh, NBA 75th. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I was, like, I'm, like, sitting here, I'm, like, you just got an email. The NBA, I'm, like, again? I'm, like, yo, this might be the greatest sports song of all time. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, it's crazy because I remember sitting the beat uh, to the artist. His name is Quan Shrell. Um, he's from Charlotte, too. And that was recorded here. I started that in Burkeville. here my lunch break. I was like, yo, this is hard. <laughs> and I said it to him. And he like came back with this hook called Momentum. And I was like, ooh. And then when I saw Sports pick it up, I was like, like, yo, this is not a club record. This is like an anthem, like arena. And one of the most unconventional places it got to sing, it became the Staples Center intro song for the Lakers.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And they made it, I'll play, wait, LeBron is walking out to music from Huntersville? (laughs) 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 It's like, bro, like. What uh, a world we live in now, where if this was the 90s, you know, you had to go be in LA and meet a guy and all that. Now you can just kind of like know somebody. It's a lot less exploitative. A yeah. lot of stuff is more transparent, yeah. um, and that's what I do like about this era. You know, you still got to, you know, it's got to fit. You know, I can't use no samples. Yeah, because yeah. copyright strikes. Yeah, and all oh, that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you know, you just got to learn. It's almost like any other thing. You got to learn. Like this is this is college basketball versus NBA basketball. Yeah. So there's like little rule differences. But when you when you when you dial them in, it's like, like
1: So oh. So was there at any point where you thought about moving out of the the Charlotte area or what now was as you did you kind of project, hey, look, this stuff's moving to where you what I'm doing, I can do anywhere. Like you said, you can do it at Huntersville, you can do it in Cornelius, you can do it. In in uh, northern Iowa, or North you know Nebraska, if you got the internet, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> right. and that and like you <laughs> like connection. being in this area, you know. And now you can, like you said a spot. Obviously, you like being in. You 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 got your wife, you got your kids, you got married, and all that stuff. So you didn't want to leave, but was there a what was that thought process like?
0: So when I graduated college, before I got my Universal Records deal, I was like, I'm gonna go to Atlanta. Okay, my boy had lived in Atlanta. You know, I wasn't just going to go to Atlanta just to go to Atlanta. <laughs> you know, everybody just is like, yo, I'm moving to Atlanta. And it's just, everyone's just like, oh, he's going to make it. And, just <laughs> go, right. and, you know, when I got that, though, I was like, I was in Greensboro and got a publishing deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm in Greensboro. Yeah. If I can do this in Greensboro, I don't need to move anywhere. Yeah. Then I would look at the cost of living. My dad, I was already going to LA, but I was looking at the cost of living in LA. Oh. remember, gas was crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Amber, like it is now back then. Yeah. I'm looking at, like, and then I knew dudes who lived in LA, and it's like five dudes to an apartment, unless you're making like <laughs> 5K a month yeah. on rent or something. I'm like, I can live out here.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Figure out a way. You know, SoundCloud started popping up. Yeah. You're seeing new channels. So I was like, I was like, bro. This, and charlotte's the fastest like one of the fastest growing cities so i'm like i already know this area yeah it's like a good balance i already got connections here with people i like and the only thing i did do is um i started this thing uh if y'all ever heard of meetup.com i used this website called meetup.com i was like yo i'm tired of all the red tape and music it was almost like a gatekeeper type energy like yeah, yeah you're good but you're not and so i was like i'm gonna I'm create my own industry you know, that's how I am. I'm the scooter kid. I'm the <laughs> rebel. I'm going viral on YouTube. You know, you don't listen to me. I'm going to find an audience, right? And um, I started the Charlotte Music Production Meetup. And that's actually how I met the dude who I produced that with. Okay. And we recorded the song and, you know, connect with the artists. Um, so I started that. Um, and we got over 300 music producers in okay. there. And I realized hmm. something crazy. Um. Meetup is dope because it's been around since, like, 2002, but it has, like, SEO authority. Yeah. So if you type in, like, Charlotte Music Production Meetup, if you type in Charlotte Music, it ranks number one. <laughs> and then anybody who moves to the city, so people who would move to the city would go to my Meetup. And Meetup recommends people based off of, like, you join Meetup, like, I'm in the music production and all that. And it would refer to me, them to my group. Yeah. So I would be kind of like the man yeah versus like a guy in somebody's dms like yo bro you make beats yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know so it was like um and it created this community and it was dope because it was also a time in my life i got out of that you know uh situation with universal records and i was just kind of like you know i can't really say it was bad because i didn't read all my contract and all that i'm not here to like flame people it was just kind of like you know you think it's gonna be I'm about to be on the Carter Four. Yeah. We <laughs> to just walk away uh, like yeah. on the red chariot. And what happened was is you know, I met amazing people. There was a dude who lived five minutes away. This same dude, Theron.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, worked with Chris Brown. He had a plaque in the studio. I'm like, you live five minutes away, though?
3: Yeah. <laughs> but
0: like, yeah, I just moved from New York. And I was like, yo, you would never find out. Like, people don't knock on their neighbors' door in apartments, even. I mean,
3: <laughs> uh, you
0: know what I'm saying without a gun like yeah, Yo, what you, what you yeah.
3: want
0: <laughs> like it's not even no. nobody believes in like milk and cookies it's like this is poison like yeah. I'm good <laughs> bro. so with the meetups it got people to come off the internet and like connect in person and I would just like I just documented that and I did that for up until the pandemic really um, and it was really dope I'm about to restart that because you know, it create we created our own community. Yeah. You know what I mean? I even met a dude who like made a fire music app for like production and collaboration. So it was just like, you know, this is a lot of this stuff is you're you're by yourself in your room. Yeah. You know, it's the basement yeah. production. It's like you don't get a chance to go out and have other people who are also music producers talking EQs, frequencies. You know what I mean? Most of the time, it's like you're still doing that. <laughs> do give that up now right Not, you know we actually did a studio here shout out to the uh, Charlotte Star Room where we you know we could actually play the beats and stuff like all out you know so it's just a really cool way to just create community one of the dopest spots we did one at was at a tiny house okay so, so I was like yo we're making beats in a tiny house
1: <laughs> so so what do you what do you think now like you said you've got your regular day job that you do the music on the side what's the future hold for yourself
0: so this is crazy so the reason why <clears throat> I even got into like so I I'll explain something real quick am my, my, so you know I where I said I worked at a call sitting you know then they put me in HR then I got this job at Wait, before retail. you
1: start that one so out cuz I meant to ask this and Duval had a question so you got you got let go from the mortgage job and the day before you called him and said, No, I already had a job, and still showed up at the call center job? The next day. And, oh, and they still just acted like you didn't turn them down before? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <It> wow. just, <laughs> that's, just, I was like, I'm in. Dang, that's fantastic then. Okay, so back <laughs> yeah. to it. So you had the call center job.
0: So I got the call center job. I'm working that. I'm just, I'm like, All right, I'm here. One thing about me, any place I'm at, I'm like, yo, if y'all can pay me, y'all doing something, right? So I'm yeah. finna learn what y'all use. <laughs> I look at the software, what programs are this? It's like, how did you get a hundred people to be representatives of your company? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this quickly. And so, you know, I, I did well in that. They put me in HR and then they just kind of extended me month to month. And I just hated that energy, like, oh.
3: Yeah. You got another month? Yeah. You got another month? I'm yeah. like, oh.
0: And so I had updated my LinkedIn. I updated my LinkedIn account. I'm like, all right, yo, I worked with Atna. I do HR now. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like maximizing my contract. Yeah. I'm like, you know. And this lady hits me. I'm just like. You know, have you ever heard of IT recruiting? I was like, yes. I had never heard of it. I like, <laughs> yes, I can do it. She's like, well, it's full-time, and it's salary plus... Com- oh, like salary? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah. so I interview for this job. I get it. And I learn about IT recruiting. So, you know, I told you I grew up on computers. I yep. start working, helping people get jobs at, like, some of the biggest Fortune 500 companies, LinkedIn, uh, Verizon... Bank of America. And I'm like, yeah, John, you're a, a senior, you know, job developer here. I'm going to Wikipedia, learning what that his tools <laughs> are and all that. What do you need? So it's basically a phone sales job, but you got to call 30 people a day. You got to talk to at least 10 of them. You got to submit at least two to a job a day. Okay. And then out of the month, you got to at least place two people. Okay. Right. So that was little, I started learning like sales processes and numbers. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, you know, I'm not gonna say it was the boiler room. I'm not gonna say it was the, but you already said. Yeah. Where it was going and that is numbers. Yeah. And so I like you know I was just doing everything and it's like if you don't place five people in the first six months, like you literally get fired. Wow. <laughs> so Man. you know I'm making salary and I'm like you know I'm just busting busting my tail and I find a pocket. I'm so I, I was the guy who figured out how to get all the hard jobs. My dad used to teach me, he was like, there's always money in doing the ash and trash work. Yeah. (laughs) But if you can turn trash into treasure, that's how you find your gold mine. Yeah. And so, you know, I did that and I learned all this stuff. And I realized, like, all these resumes and stuff on career building and stuff be 20-year-old kids who write them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we are the gatekeepers between jobs for somebody's life. And I'm like, yo... So I started building relationships and I started learning how to sell without talking about money because I couldn't change the price of the job.
1: Yeah. You
0: know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, Duvall, you're gonna make seventy, uh sixty an hour, you know, um, you know, uh the market rate is fifty uh sixty five. I'm gonna pay you sixty, I make money off the difference type thing.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I gotta convince Duvall (laughs) to take sixty and not (laughs) sixty (laughs) five and make it feel like it's a good situation for him. And I had to, like, sleep at night. I was like, bro, I can't just cap and be like, yo, Devall, this is going to be perfect for you. You know what I'm like, yeah. bro? I would so yeah, be yeah. like, I would just call people. And then that job it taught me something really valuable that even got me into, like, marketing. But, yo, Devall, what's going on? It's like your resume and career builder. Yo, let's just, just cut to the chase, bro. What, what are you looking for, man? Manager tripping? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> looking for that remote life? Yeah, like, man. what you want, dog? You be like, bro, I'm trying to learn this new technology man over here because I'm trying to get out of this space. I'm trying to transition my career. I'm like, all right, bet, bro. You trying to transition? Look, 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 I got this thing over here for 60, bro. See, I know you're at 65. I got this thing for 60, bro. It's going to put you in a position, though, to learn some skills. And it's with a huge client. I'll see you in the details. And I wouldn't just end with the money. I would literally call the hiring manager and be like, yo, what are the benefits of working on your team or at that company? So they would be like, uh, the benefits are we have an on-site masseuse. I was like, that's not in the job description. That's like. We got tuition reimbursement. I'm like, what? And the crazy thing is, is there's like 50 other people calling the vault. Yeah. Because we all using the same thing. So it's like, do, 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 do. everybody calling him about the same thing. So I'm like, bro, I got a fortune 500 job with an site masseuse, tuition reimbursement, and unlimited PTO. Sixty eight hour. Hit me. You be like, hey, 60 hour kind of straight though. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. yeah. unlimited PTO, yeah. 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 Uh, so I would just find out, like, how can I sweeten the pot? Because yeah. I can't change the money. Yeah. So it taught me how to make everybody win because that was the problem I saw in the music industry. It was very taker energy. And some people in that office would just, i seen people just lie to people and get fired, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like, just Yeah, DeVos, this is a fantastic job, man. Stay shift. But, bro, this is night shift. The worst manager in life.
1: Like, I quit in the first week. <laughs>
0: And you don't make money if he quits. Yeah. You know, um, in certain situations. So in that, it was like, I'm like, you get in that job? He's like, yeah, it's unlimited PT, like you said, bro. Yeah. And then Deval would throw me two more people, not on the on the job boards. Mm-hmm. So he be like, yeah, my man Pete, my man Kevin, they definitely going to go to you. And I'm like, so I would just build my pipeline. So yeah. I learned this concept of like, I'm going to just connect with people and be known for this thing. And then I'm going to build this pipeline of relationships and so i left that job after like three years because it's just like you can take a toll on you yeah. you had to fire oh yeah had to fire people too,
1: oh, yeah. to fire, people, too? <laughs> to
0: fire and then fire i had to fire this guy the same week so i was like the goat <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> this super hard tech genius Damn. algorithm guy he relocated and then so yeah you gotta fire yeah, him. this gets
1: worse
0: Ugh. i was like yeah you gotta fire him and please make sure he leaves the building. I'm like, how, how am I supposed to do that with a phone? Yeah. Okay? <laughs> how can I make sure he leaves? So, like, long story short, I had never told anybody this. this is crazy. But he was like, yeah, this is your last last day.
3: <laughs> do me.
0: Yeah. Do I just get my check. You know what I'm saying? And it was so grimy. It yeah. was on like some, like, yeah, they fired him, like, one minute before, like, a contractual obligation type Ooh. thing. Ooh, it's just all these other... I don't know. It's just like, bro, I... I'm just sitting here, and when and it plays off with of me working at the call center. they used to always say, never say what you can't do.
3: <laughs> that's a
0: trigger word. <laughs> so I'd be like, well, well, Bob, what I can do is listen to you. Let me hear you out, man. I'm not here to take sides. And he was just like, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, it must have been because we went out, and we got an argument about the Bible, and I
1: was like, oh. Oh, yes. oh yeah. 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 So, and that's, and that's <laughs> the worst because he did something that he, you know, like it didn't really affect his job, but he pissed somebody yeah. off in the in the outside yeah. realm. Yeah. But that can still cost you your job. Yeah.
0: Tough, yeah. And I'm like, he was like, "Yo," I
1: was,
0: I was like, "The Bible." No, yeah. I was yeah. like, "There's no return." I don't know what you said, but it cannot be undone, bro. Yeah. So, you know, I call him, and he—it's just back and forth, and he—he's like, "They just said I was going to get a new computer." What is this? <laughs> what is this? And you know they gave a very vague reasoning, and he's like, "Why?" I'm like, oh, <clears throat> uh, uh, "Listening skills, or something." And yeah. I was like, "Oh Lord, you're gonna yeah. go ham hey, on me." Yeah. This dude does like hardcore algorithms and like <laughs> creating like Facebook out. Al- like, I can't give him that answer, bro. The way his brain works, yeah, yeah. he's gonna go ham hey, on me, and he's gonna hack my computer, and I'm going to disappear. You know, like, yeah. and I was just like. It's like, what? A week ago, I was the legend for finding the, the algorithm legend. And yeah. then a week later, it was just like, you got to fire. And then everybody in the office like, uh, come on. Oh, nah. <laughs> like, OK. OK. Let me. And that's when I was like, you know what? Do something different. And I got into marketing. OK. You know yes. what I'm saying? But I always was smart. I used to use my PTO to do videos. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so I would find it was always working. Yeah. Yeah, I was always looking at different plays. Like I was very like coach said, so, Like what's the what's the position? So I would, you know, some people I would find people who were doing things in the city that were really dope to me. Something stood out, and there was uh, one girl. Her name was Stacy Michelle. She's still killing it in the streets. Like we, now, she helped me when I first started my business a lot. We partnered, but I, I started partnering with her when I was still at at that job. And you know, I would do video gigs, and she would be in fashion. But you know, like she would have some pretty good profile gigs. I was like, yo, I'm just getting started. Like, you know, just throw me a couple hundred. Like, I just need to build my resume my portfolio. And I didn't even need that much money because I'm using PTO. So I'm getting yeah. paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I'm
0: like, all right, cool. And so that's how I started building my video portfolio. And I started building out my website. And I was like, yeah, I filmed this. I filmed that. And then I dipped out um, of that job. And I found this job on Craigslist. It was called for this company Inventus Partners. And uh, you know y'all ever seen the show Shark Tank? They had a social media manager job, and I reached out to them. So everything I learned in recruiting, I'm like, well shoot, I know the game now. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Cover letter, I actually care. I'm gonna <laughs> show up and smile, and I'm smart and I'm coachable. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna be perfect. And they were like, yo, you're great, but I think you're way more technical than social media. So we're gonna hit you up later. And I was like, yeah. But what Ventus did is they um they did Shark Tank. Uh, products okay. So Downstairs This is one of the dopest co- Companies i ever worked at It was like Google So they're in Charlotte So it was like The top crowdfunding company Yeah At the time Like in the world So downstairs They actually make all the Like Shark Tank products Oh wow Like you know Like one of the uh, Products that they worked on And marketed Uh, that now And then Because up, upstairs Is marketing So we do Facebook ads Yeah So we're all managing Like 30,000 euros A month in Facebook ads Yeah You know what I mean and, like, doing it uh, to, to raise money to, like, help somebody raise 500000 to a million dollars in eight weeks. <laughs> right? Yeah. For Kickstarter, you know, Kickstarter, you have a prototype and then you have backers. Yeah. So, you know, they were like, bro, the way your mind works, you you would be a great Facebook advertiser. And from my history of editing, I've been editing videos and all that since I was a kid. I used to edit these videos, these Kickstarter videos, and turn them into, like, BuzzFeed videos. Yeah. And it would help people understand, like, hey, check out this. And it it didn't look like an ad. It looked like almost like it was one of these, like, BuzzFeed ads, to, like, check out this product. Yeah. Yeah. And it would just drive, it would lower how much it costs to get people to the website. So mm-hmm. I started learning deeper pay-per-click advertising. And I was like, yo, you can be creative and business. I didn't know advertising was, like, how my mind worked. <laughs> so this opens up my mind to, like, you know, a whole bunch of new stuff. But that came from Craigslist because I knew that Craigslist doesn't have a middleman blocking you.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: People would put jobs on Craigslist, say it's like a smaller company. It's not like no huge Bank of America, but they're doing well, but they don't want to pay the fees of Indeed or builder yeah. So, you know, that job went really well. And I left that and I started my own company, which is now Real Results, R-E-E-L. Um, Real, because so, I do video. And, you know, I partnered, going back to partnerships, worked with Stacy, and she was working with Goodwill. And I started doing stuff with Goodwill and then started doing stuff with UNCF and College Fund. And then I started doing stuff, you know, with um, a local law firm here. And I started doing a campaign because I noticed most businesses don't know how much their marketing is actually working. (laughs) So when I did Facebook ads, I can run ads. And this is like the Wild West era of Facebook ads. (laughs) <laughs> so Facebook ads is crazy but you know like they have like at that time they had like five thousand touch points on you or something like that so like you know how you feel like your phone is listening to you yep I would be using the tools to follow you around the internet you yep. <laughs> know based off of what you clicked or whatever and uh, I helped this dude um grow his law firm because he had this I find really cool services so he had a uh, he was a real estate attorney where you drive to him. He drives to you. Okay. You don't just have to go to his office. So he'll drive to your house for a home closing. So you don't have to drive to the house. Yeah. So I'm like, but then I marketed that. I had somebody like film drone footage. I edited a video for a commercial. And, you know, he was like, yo, I'm making a huge return. And once I did that, I was like, yo, um, we do video advertising. It's validated. It's dope. And started doing the other companies and, you know, all the way up to now. Um, Learning everything I learned in advertising, I started getting into, like, business coaching. Okay. You know what I mean? And helping people. Like, most people don't know how to blend the world of creative stuff and business. Yeah. Because a lot of times you creative. is like, ah a little creative guy. We're business, though. But (laughs) usually the creative team knows how to talk to people. Like, think about the meme section on Reddit. You know what I mean? Like, I made ads that feel like it's almost the meme section of Reddit. Like, I create community first. And then we create a campaign. Because most people are just trying to get people to buy stuff. Almost like walking up to a girl and trying to marry her. <laughs> Instead of like, yo, get to know me with the content. This is my vibe. You know, we can make podcasts for a business. And like, we can? It's like, yeah. Like, what? why do you do this? Started digging into that type of stuff. And so, even yesterday, this is so crazy. Y'all even like having the time of this. Uh, do you know the guy, Rob Dyrdek from Fantasy Factory?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Or uh, Robin Black, yep. Robin Big. So I was on a call with him yesterday because oh, nice. one of my clients is a food company he was looking to uh, invest in, and uh, he was like, "Yo, yo, this is Suburban Brian, he's my marketing guy." And, and Rob, I'm on a Zoom with Rob. Oh
1: wow!
3: <laughs>
0: and Rob is like, "Yo, can you pitch from your strategy of what you do?" And I was like, "Yeah, I made this framework. It's called Vision Pillars because people will work with you because of your vision and values. And if you can like literally show people why you do something and your vision, like I market businesses like political campaigns." yeah like what and it's like you know what a political campaign you literally don't have a product you just sell the future
3: yeah (laughs)
0: right (laughs) and you're selling slogans now if you actually have a product cool yeah and so i just showed him my campaign He was like yo this is one of the best branding messaging strategies i've ever seen
1: okay
3: and
0: so you know now i'm in this space where i'm still doing my music and stuff my goal is to create my own library Cause I have like probably over mm. here a thousand beats. So now doing this for like ten years, you know, you kind of see like I, I got my blood, I got my sweat, yeah, I got my tears. But now I'm like, oh, I see. Like, how can I make the best library? You know what I mean? And I know how to market that. So a lot of people who have become online entrepreneurs usually know marketing. They usually know a skill set. You know, I used to have people. It's like, you know, your beats are a product. I'm like, nah, those are beats. <laughs> I <was> like, yeah. <laughs> And then seeing Hopefully. how many times the records get picked up and even hearing you say, like, yeah, there's a library, we use it and all yeah. that type of stuff. It's like, well, I think I can double down on this. And it could, like, my dream was always, like, find a kid who was 18 and be like, bro, if you want to do music, here's a clear, proven path that's not, like, kind of like what Deval was saying, like, all clout. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, like, no, like, oh, bro, you could literally be, like, a sync producer, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can make like 50K or something. Like, I'm trying to create like a structure for creative careers. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, if I was 18, like, I wish I would have had someone like myself who just didn't mind getting burned, you know? And, you know, entrepreneurship is hard and all that type of stuff. But it's like, you know, I was like, well, I made it this far. I made it past nine
3: months.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got a little bit of. Everybody's piece of pie that you've got to bring to the table, so I definitely think you can help people out there. So that's yeah. what's up. So now, Jeeves, you got the horn? I do. Hit the Hold horn, down. Jeeves. <laughs> there we go. All right. So now it's our uh, Warehouse Distillery Wine Under the Bridge notebook. I sent Brian the notebook questions in a Google Doc. He's going to pick one, ask it. And then uh, we'll all answer it. So while he's doing that, a little housekeeping. As I said earlier, uh, since we didn't have our Super Bowl episode last week because of work, here's our final of the Pick'em Top Ten. Eddie Hutto obviously won. Jeff Huck second. Alice Cadet third. Stevie Mooney fourth. Duvall with the fifth finish. Uh, Who's that? Chris G? Oh, yeah. Chris Garcia sixth. Steve Quarter seventh. Uh, Caleb Smith 8th, Caleb Davis ninth, and then all favorites 10th, and I think I finished like 15th, Jeeves, I don't know, where are you, like 17th, 18th or something? Yeah, so I was
0: somewhere in the top 20.
1: Okay, so that was that, hopefully, uh, and then, you know, congrats to Eddie again, and then we will get back to our, we got Survivor coming back on March 9th, so we'll have that fantasy game as well, so if you want to join, let us know, and then obviously the uh, March Madness come middle of March, we'll get that going, so. All right, Brian, you got a question? You still looking?
3: All right, I got a
0: question. All right. Uh, it says, <clears throat> it's number, number 30. If you could be one Aladdin character, who would it be and why? Wow.
1: Who put that in there?
0: Uh, Al- Alan. Alan.
1: Oh, Alan, oh, uh, Alan Fury. Yep. Okay. <laughs> he was just on a couple months ago. If you could be one Aladdin character, who would you be? That's a total Alan question, too. I mean, I think you'd got well. Hmm. I feel like the genie would be the the coolest answer. Just be mm-hmm. as long as you were free, right? As long as you weren't tethered, <laughs> tethered, tethered <laughs> to the actual <laughs> lamp. So I'll I'll go with the genie at the end of the movie because he seems to be having you know he's finally super free. strong. Yeah. chain break genie. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Jeeves, what you got?
0: Yeah. Man, I'm trying to,
2: all
1: I'm trying right, to we, think. While he's thinking, he probably done forgot all Aladdin characters' names anyway, so. I, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly what I thought of. Yeah, I know, uh, I know, Jeeves, I know Jeeves. that Jeeves' face. Aladdin. I know that Jeeves. Jeeves, go ahead I and like IM, got, I, IMDB Aladdin and start looking through some of the characters. I
2: know the, the, the monkeys, what, Abu?
1: Yep. <laughs> and then,
2: of course, you got Jasmine. And
1: Aladdin, Aladdin and yeah.
2: Dove. Yeah. I hope you don't uh,
3: want
1: to be jazzed, huh? well, who's Isn't there a bird? Yeah, the yeah, the sure. bird, the <laughs> bird part. is Yagu. The tiger is Raja. I forgot about the tiger. And then Jafar yeah. is obviously yeah. the the villain. And yeah, you got the Sultan, who is the dad. Does the does the carpet have a name? Magic carpet uh, Perfect, <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect, dude. Uh, All right, we'll let you marinate, Duvall. What oh, you got? I mean, I, I reckon I, I reckon I could be I'd be a boo because he, he just he goes everywhere with Aladdin. Okay. <laughs> you know, he's okay. just like he's like Aladdin's best friend. Okay. Where he meets Jasmine. Okay. okay. So, kind of loyalty. Huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. Lord, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, if I if I actually had to pick a character Jeeves, I'd probably peg you as an Abu. <laughs> All right, Duvall, what you got?
2: Yeah, I I'm I'm definitely going with the genie and, and as a, a huge Aladdin fan, I'm just sitting here thinking about like not only being the genie, but just think about the the actors that play the genie. Like, I mean, you got Robin Williams, and then you got Will Smith, who just played him recently. And they both did tremendous jobs as playing the genie. So um, I I would say definitely the genie. Free genie, though. Yes. (laughs) He Genie trying to spend
0: 10,000 years in a lamp. (laughs) I can't deal with that.
1: All right, Brian.
0: I'm going to say the carpet. Okay. Okay. Just because I feel like that's kind of like my life. Just hop on, where are we going next. Like, most people like, oh, I know he's on something now. You ask me in two weeks, you're like, yeah, man, i met, um uh, you know, the guy who created M and Ms, um, doing a campaign with him, he be like, You wouldn't be surprised because that uh, <laughs> was the carpet. <laughs>
3: yeah. so like, where are we
0: at now with the journey?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, okay. and I kinda you know, in production you play background yeah you know what i mean like the carpet is there the carpet is super fire yeah the carpet's powerful but you're not gonna remember the carpet when you can even walk right on the carpet <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's very true.
1: nice nice all right does anybody uh have any final i know brian i feel like we didn't even touch on like your family aspect we just went all business there so i guess we'll have to have you on for a part two to be how how family man you are in that aspect too
0: I can give you a quick little family drop, you know what I'm saying, like they do when they win the Super Bowl, Yeah, right? go ahead, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and hit the family then,
1: before we sign yeah. off.
0: What a wife, man, like, wait, wait! Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, wife, I've uh, actually been married for like nine years.
1: Okay. Um,
0: so, her name's Maya, I have a four-year-old, Zara, a Z-A-R-A-H, and then just have a daughter, she's just turned four months, uh, Oakland.
1: Okay.
0: And her name is Oakland. Because it's close to Oakland Raiders. Ah. Unfortunately, I am a Raiders fan. Okay. And my team no longer exists. Yeah. So, I am not a Las Vegas Raiders fan.
1: Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, I feel you. I feel you. Nice. Well, yeah, Brian, man. I mean, it was great. great having you on. I did pull... One of your, uh, I went to your YouTube page and pulled one of your old school beats from nine years ago to open and end the podcast. Don't hit <laughs> me with, don't hit me with any copyrights. You know what I'm saying? We're not, we're not making, I don't think we're making that much money a year on this podcast. I think we're only making like $11 a year. So try not to, you know, next time I see you, I'll buy you a pack of Skittles or something like that, that pay it off. But, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was good chatting with you. I know we had Nick Goheen on here like, uh, couple months before the pandemic hit and he mentioned getting you on and then we were trying to figure out once the pandemic hit how to shift to do this podcast and now even we're getting older it kind of the pandemic helped us because we were doing it every Tuesday night in my basement which is cool but as you're aware having two kids I got two kids doing <laughs> doing stuff on a week night is tiring slash tough travel all that stuff so it's it's good to be able to just jump on this Zoom and and chop it up for an hour, hour and a half, and then be able to jump off and go about our day, and not have yeah, to necessarily hard. you know too many people here and all that kind of stuff on a weeknight. And when we were mid twenties, it was easy, you know, no kids, no responsibilities.
0: <laughs> I remember watching them games. Yeah, yeah, you can
1: just you just <laughs> hang out here till midnight and and shoot some beers and all that stuff. So. But yeah, man, it was great. It was great having you on. I'm sure we'll have you back. I always like checking yeah, man, up on like your well. social medias. Oh yeah, and we didn't give you where can people find you on social media if you want to be found.
0: Yeah, bro. So you can uh, find me at Suburban Bryant. Right. So Suburban, like the car.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I did. I did actually find you on uh Twitter. I think it's under Concept Beats.
0: Yeah, that's still under Concept Beats with a K. Okay. Yep.
1: Okay. So your your Twitter's Concept Beats. Your Instagram is uh, Suburban Brian. Okay, perfect, perfect. And where is, are you on? Do you have a Spotify? Or is it more so you sell your beats and they can pop up on Spotify anywhere, really?
0: Yeah, so I'm actually updating at the end of the month, conceptbeats.com. Okay. So, you know, everything's getting updated because I'm like, yo, all this traction, it's like, okay, I'm taking it as a sign. Like, (laughs) this is three years ago. I got to give the people, I got to feed the streets. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Nice. Yeah, and it's funny talking about I remember trying to when we started doing our YouTube stuff and having music, and you use the little tunes. Like, I just edit on my phone to keep it easy. We don't do long stuff, you know. And you load it up, and it's like, oh, it's a copyright strike. And you're like, oh, dang, let me take this down. So I had like a buddy of mine write something, and then you use that same song for over like 100 videos. You're like, I got to use something else. So luckily, our buddy Derek, Yuri, was making beats on the side too as his side project. And he would send me just, hey, just use this. And so, luckily, I could just use all those, no copyright strikes, because there's nothing there, and I would use them all, <laughs> all over our beerio carts, our brewer reviews, yeah. and whatever else we do, because, and I, I hate, you know, you, you spend that time, and then you go to the little uh, Apple themes, and you use one, and you load up a 20-minute video, and it's like, sorry, you can't use this, and you're like, damn, that sucks, so, it's <laughs> yeah. definitely, definitely, I, I know you're paying on that kind of stuff, so.
0: yeah, man. man. I'm gonna look out for you. I'm gonna make that for you. I'm gonna make a whole podcast.
1: Hey, (laughs) hey, if anytime you got something laying around,
0: playlist. Yeah, anytime.
1: (laughs) Listen, we do. Like I said, we do Mario carts. I would, I would love an opening that's kind of like retro Mario Mario Kart esque. Um, Like I said, I would love just different kind of beats. That's what we throw on. And all that stuff. So if you ever got stuff on your free time, I know you're I a busy man. One.
0: I just made one that sounds like a eight bit trap beat. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah.
3: If you, like I said, I
1: don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of compensation your way. So if it's more of just to hang out, like oh here shout it out kind of thing, I'll do it and I'll oh. throw your concept at the beginning of it or at the end of it. But yeah, yeah man.
0: man,
1: it's good, cool. man. It's always like I said, it was it was always cool catching up and linking up back in college. And you're at like I remember hanging out with Brian. It was like a time where like. I was trying to figure out who I was as a person and Bryant was always there. He was one that would a lot of people at UNCG left for the weekends. And he would always yeah, yeah. he would always stay and we'd kick <laughs> it for a little bit. And like I said, he'd be we'd be playing wee bowling and he'd be working on beats in his dorm room and you know, until I finally got out of my funk and then second semester kinda of figured out who I, what I wanted to do. But and I remember people always saying Oh, you got to see that scooter kid. Right? And I'm like, yeah, go to high school with him. Go check him out. You know, I'm with kid, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> that so. Crazy scooter kid. It, it is, kid yeah. Is. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, it's great. And I, you're right up the road in Hunters. I mean, in Cornelius, my wife works at Cornelius, so I'm surprised we haven't run into oh, each other at some spot. But, yeah, man, good. I'm glad I'm you're right doing well. the me with. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, nice, nice. I got. It's funny. You also. That's what we were talking about before you jumped on. I've I've recently picked up the hobby of uh, goodwill flipping. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I love. I have tons of jerseys, and I've been we've been going out, and I'll find jerseys that I've already had and kids' jerseys, and I will flip those. Like I found a couple different, you know, a pair of Ohio State women's running shorts. You know, pay five bucks for them, selling them for twenty five. You know, just stuff, oh, wow. just fun flipping stuff like that, and then you start realizing like how I'm I'm just doing this for small bucks. You see people that stand by the doors every day and wait for the new stuff to come out and literally stand there for hours upon hours filling up their cart and doing this stuff and you realize this is i wish i had the time to do like a documentary because it really is and you see the same people coming in and they know the goodwill workers hey man you
3: you put my stuff in the back
1: for me today did you what's been good so
0: i'll tell you something fire i did it this is so random My good lord i did a lot of stuff uh, I did an HDTV-style series for Goodwill.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, it's, it's called Goodwill Home. Okay. Good, search Goodwill SP, and you'll see it. It's called the the Pelzels, P-E-L-Z-E-L. Okay. So this couple, like, re-modeled their house, but they didn't have, like, a lot of money for, yeah. like, home finishings. So, I, like, the husband used Pinterest for inspiration. Mm-hmm. And then the wife would search his Pinterest list for home goods. Okay. And we did, like, different episodes, and she found, like, a KitchenAid mixer for, like, 20 bucks. Yep. Usually, like, 300 bucks. Yep. And I did another video. They had this joint. uh, It's called uh, um, GW. They have a Goodwill boutique where they take all the best clothes in the Charlotte area and put them in that one.
1: Yep. I actually went to that big, huge, that new one they opened up there where it's got – they moved the – what is it? The Grid. The Grid, yeah, because the Grid was yeah. down here at university, and now they moved the Grid up to, up over there. So, yeah, it's definitely been a, it's, it's wild going to different, like, I, you know, getting sports memorabilia. I remember finding, like, a Notre Dame pennant thing that's 40 bucks new, got it for three, and then flipping it for 25, 30, you know, on Whoa. Facebook Marketplace, and, it, and sending it to different places, finding an Antrile Roll Jersey Kids and selling it for 15, sending it to New York kind of stuff. So, it is fun doing that kind of stuff, too.
0: Dope, man. Yeah, man. We're, we're catching up with you guys, yeah. man.
3: This
1: is, this is yeah, super absolutely. dope. absolutely, it's good. Duvall looked like he about to fall asleep over there. We got him up past his <laughs> bedtime. Yeah, you see the clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, first, uh,
0: first, first,
2: of all, my clock, my clock is a little bit fast. It so is. You like, you ain't thoughts.
1: even look. Oh, you're saving it for daylight saving times in a couple weeks. You are gonna be good to go on. Huh? Yeah, there you go. So
2: so it's it's already ahead. <laughs> you, you gotta
1: worry about that. We really good. Uh, all <laughs> right. Good. Well, Duvall Jeeves, anything to end it off on?
2: I'm good. Man, just it's it's always good to talk to you, Brian. I mean, man, it's it's great that uh you know you're doing well. You're you're continuing to do what you love, and and I had no idea you were here. And I, I can't say Charlotte because we, we all are here, but pretty much in Charlotte, the surrounding area, we all right here on the cuff. So. um me and Jacob and Jeeves, we all stay off of Mount Holly Huntersville Road. So, oh fire, um, yeah. yeah, So, so Bro, we, we're definitely really like, not too yeah. far away. I'm surprised we haven't ran into each other in like a grocery store. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, but yeah, definitely great. And, and and keep keep doing your thing. And you know, when you get bored and, and, and both the kids asleep, don't hesitate to ride the scooter, man. I, I I'm <laughs> always good to see those videos, man. I, and, and That's I just a t-shirt, t-shirt I see it, now. It, I'm like, Don't crazy, hesitate buddy. to
0: ride the scooter. <laughs> yes, <don't laughs>
1: see, <he, laughs> see Duvall got a side gig where he prints. You see his printed t-shirts. you got to send him a screen grab of one of your scooter tricks. He can print your image out on his t-shirt and send it to you.
0: Yes. Yeah, see, look, this is a plug I'm yeah. put that in the pipeline We're going to come up in the next episode. How me and Duvall made quarter million dollars yeah.
1: through the t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Duvall, has been killing it. He got me one like with the Mario Kart '64 pressed on the front, the uh, the Rocket Power Squad pressed on the front. Oh, okay, I, already I mean, see what time it yeah, is. Yeah, so, so like. The stuff, little advertising. Yeah, you know? yeah. So <laughs> the, the stuff you can't really find in the store, Duval will print it out and get it done. And it's been a pretty cool time having those as well. So, yeah, man, we'll definitely have to try after to link pandemic, up sometime. You
0: know. Yep. <laughs> oh man.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, stick around a little bit after so I can grab a screen grab, the the share on the social medias. But uh, Duvall, man, how do we end the pod? Peace. What's
3: his
1: music? Start the call.